they want to spend it tomorrow when prices will be lower. That's just expectation. Or some other reason. But the actual way to detect the condition is that the circulation, the velocity of circulation is decreasing. Now, I have come up with a concept which you won't find in the literature anywhere. And this is hyperdeflation. Hyperdeflation. I, to my knowledge, nobody has used it before I did. And uh, this is interesting. And the reason other people didn't come up with it is because never ever in history it has happened. Never, ever. But that doesn't mean that it will not happen in the future. And it doesn't mean that we won't have to get prepared for such a condition. And we shouldn't talk about it. And certainly that's very, very embarrassing for the government. They are pumping out money like crazy, starting with the Federal Reserve, Bank of England, and even the European Central Bank. Not talking about countries like Zimbabwe or other similar places. So they are doing all they can to pump. And that should make the circulation, of the velocity of money speed up. And it's not doing that. It's doing the opposite. Very, very embarrassing, very embarrassing. So hyperdeflation is a condition when the velocity of circulation of money is getting ever lower and even lower than any pre-assigned velocity, ultimately. It's, and it has a dynamic saffron, just like hyperinflation, when uh, the, the inner dynamics makes it like a, it's a feedback thing. It's reinforcing itself. So there's no way to stop it. Now, the question is whether we are facing the prospect of hyperinflation or hyperdeflation is a fascinating question. And since there's no historical experience, we can only depend on logic, on theory. So when thinking about this problem, I came to the conclusion that we are in a deflationary scenario and probably at the threshold where it could just plunge into hyperdeflation. Maybe we are not there yet, but we are moving in that direction. Now, I find myself in minority of one. Because most people would say, oh, come on, when they pump out money as crazy as they do, how can it be deflation? Which literally means implosion. It's explosion. I mean, you can see how they do the pumping. Ah, 
But the trick is that that's what you see, that they are pumping, but you don't see the destruction. And the destruction could be at a faster rate than the way, the rate at which they are pumping out money. Because money is self-destroying. And examples of that are the various bubbles and the collapse of these bubbles. So the destruction of value, that's what's going on. And in most cases, this is very hard to see until the final collapse. So that, I mean, I am not any, I'm not seeing the future any more than other people do. But that's what logic suggests to me, that appearances should not be believed. We are in that kind of situation, that what appears could be a phantom, and unless we can see through. And of course, the government is not making it any easier for you, because it's in the interest of the governments that you are confused. They don't want transparency, and they don't want, and uh, therefore I think what we try to do here uh, is, is quite important, because practically no one else is doing it. Now, I would be uh, help, uh, grateful if you had an input and other people, you know, this, this definition of a deflation, which is pretty mathematical. It's not, you know, bring, pulling out examples from here and there, but it's ma there is a way to measure the velocity of circulation of money. And you have to take a time period and see what's happening. And I think it is, what I, as I say, the velocity is dropping. So, Yep. Yeah. Uh, Joe? I just wanted to ask, um, the velocity of money is dropping. Um, when you measure it in, in, in the real economy, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the offshore economy, and, and um, there's a lot of money in the offshore economy. Um, when, you, when you say the velocity of money, or the velocity of circulation is, is falling, do you mean in the real economy, um, excluding the offshore economy, if you like, or, or do you not differentiate? And there's no when, sorry, when you say offshore, do you mean I, I, black? I, I, no, I mean, I mean um, you know, the money that's, that's um, you know, based in the Channel Islands, the So Island. black? Well, I think the way you call it, well, yeah. you know, the money that's bouncing around stuff like okay. is around with the hot money, if you like, the state yeah. money. Okay. I mean, the, the money's not entering the real economy. Mm. Yeah. Is there a do you well, he's, he's asking you, Professor, do you consider sort of black money, as it were, uh, in the same way as legitimate money? But what is black money? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's sort of... All the money is... No, no. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> sort of from, from, uh, from uh, illicit enterprise or, or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Money that's not officially 
in the system of circulation. London money. That kind of thing. No, but it's not only that kind of thing, because in India, for example, 90% of a house purchase is done under the, under the table. You know. Shadow banking. Shadow banking. Or shadow banking. Yeah. Does that play a part in your... Not, not a great part. I mean, uh, it, uh, you can bring it in, mm. but how helpful it is, I'm not sure. I'm basically talking about falling prices which are not jumping at you. That oh, yeah, Everybody sees that prices are falling, but they are. I mean, housing prices with zigzags, but they are still falling. And uh, computer prices, <laughs> and, yeah. and and uh, a lot of other things, and I think the airlines are in trouble. Mm. They even at the cut rate, they cannot buy the airplanes they have contracted for. Mm. I think Swiss Air went into bankruptcy. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean that was the last thing. Yeah. You could expect the Swiss there. You know. Rudy? Uh, I'd like to comment on this if you don't mind. Yeah. The professor talked about this before in slightly different terms, and I've listened to all the lectures. Mm. And he talked about the uh, collective, the world's balance sheet collapsing. Mm. In other words, all the so called assets and the so called liabilities are all paper. Mm. Now, when you're pumping money, you're not pumping money, you're pumping paper, mm. which has got a liability an asset, asset. Mm. Money never collapses. Gold is gold. Mm. It doesn't go away. While the world was on gold or silver, there could not be a real deflation. Mm. It's, it's just that, certainly not a hyper-deflation. But now with all of the so-called money, that could all disappear overnight. And that's how deflationary collapse, hyper-deflation can you get. I think if you're measuring everything in gold terms, then uh, I'm 100% uh, with the concept of, you know, because you're measuring things in proper money. But then if you are measuring things in proper money, everything has been deflating for a long time, since 1999. The Japanese equity market didn't peak in 1989, it actually peaked in 1999, along with every other equity market. Why? Because you have to look at equity markets in gold terms. And they all peaked at the same time in, in 1999, and they've all been falling since 1999. So it's quite feasible for, you know, the Dow or the Nikkei or whatever these, you know, these indices are to go up 50%, 60% from here, especially if they're pegging the long-term rate of interest or they're trying to peg the long-term rate of interest. Because what are you doing? You know, you're, you're basic, let's go back to our interest rate argument. You're, 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 you're pegging the rate here, the 5% rate here. So you're, you're, you cannot pull the rate of interest up legitimately. So what's going to happen is that all of the other things are going to be brought down. But that means that the earnings yield on, 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 on Unilever is going to be brought down from 15% to 1% in fiat terms, measuring against fiat. You know, because the, 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 the interest rate ceiling cannot move. It's, it, it's pegged by the Fed, and it's going lower. It's going lower. 
So in fiat terms, I have difficulty saying that things like Colgate or Unilever or Procter and Gamble, they'll fall in fiat terms. Because that's implying that the goods that they make, assuming that they can still sell the goods ultimately, which is, which is a big if, you know, but it's implying that the goods that they sell are less marketable than fiat itself, which isn't the case. The, the, the toothpaste is, is more marketable than, than fiat, you know. Let me just finish. Um, so just on the, that I finished. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry, Elena. You You said it had, they have dual roles. Dual. Yeah, what, what are they? Uh, it's like, it, it invest, it's investment banking, mm -hmm. okay? And it is really uh, banks that you put your money, you go on. Mm. And in the 1980s, if I know correctly, these two functions mm. uh, were allowed from the banking system in the US. Yeah. So they started inflating the system and, you know, playing a lot the markets. And there was a reason for that. So when we talk about maybe this system will collapse, and if the banks that separate these two functions, will clean up the system. Yeah, and and I'm sorry for putting yeah. it very simply, no. but this is, I'm not a finance expert. No, no, but okay. I mean, just very quickly on that, if you look at what the role of a commercial bank is and an investment bank, they're completely different. Yes. You know, the, going back to our, our interest rate and discount rates, it's the investment bank that worries about the rate of interest, it's the commercial bank that should worry about the discount rate, or well, not worry about it, but that should be its measure that it concentrates on. Mm -hmm. A bank of clearing and commerce is, is, is just completely different to a bank of investment and, and capital deployment, basically. So to try and merge the two is like saying you're funding capital projects from short-term deposits. But you know, that that's what's been happening. No, I know, but that, and I actually had someone uh, uh, at the British Bankers Association say to me that that is the actual role of a bank, <laughs> is to borrow short and lend long, and to, uh, to twist the maturity. <laughs> you know, so if, 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 if if the head of, forget it, forget it was the head. If, 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 if someone at the British Bankers Association says that's the job of a bank, you know, what, what can I say, you know? They're doing God's work. Yeah, they're doing God's work, you know. I, yeah. But don't you think that the only way the financial system would collapse in a tectonic way would be if you take away the role of the dollar as a reserve currency? Because global trade, mm. as it stands now, 
which all of us don't have gold, but you have to exchange dollars for your products. It has happened already. No, it's Chinese have invested in euros, and that has had no, no, an impact on, on the dollar market. No, and that, I'm not, I mean, this is really what... Be very careful about people who bash the dollar. Okay, because they're usually bashing the dollar because they like the euro. No, no. And they're bashing the euro because they want the dollar. Mm. That's, mm. that's it. They're bashing the euro. Europe in that general because they like the When the dollar has lost its status as a currency, I honestly think all other currencies will have been dead a long time, frankly. You know, the, this is my analogy, and not everyone agrees with it, but I think that the dollar will be the last currency to die, not the first, because it's the closest to gold apart from the Indian rupee, but it's the closest to gold in an official way. The closest to gold in a non-official way is, is the rupee. So... Assuming you can tax your citizens. Mm. Uh, so, um, you know, to me, the dollar's marginal utility is falling very rapidly, but the marginal utility of every other currency is falling more quickly than that of the dollar. So you're not going to get the dollar being the first boat to sink, but the last boat to sink, basically. Well, sink, however, sink. in between there could be permanent backwardation of gold, mm. and that might change the relative marginal utilities, wouldn't it? Mm. If there was a euro futures, gold futures market, that would be in backwardation as well. Yeah. But uh, gold, I mean, the dollar could lose its advantage very quickly if gold goes to permanent backwardation. Uh, but what would be the advantage that other currencies have then? No, no, I'm not saying that other currencies would be more marketable than the dollar. Okay. But it could even out. Oh, yeah, it could even all, out, yeah. All fall together. It right could even now. out. And this uh, race to the bottom, I th change. Uh, I think that makes sense, yeah. I mean, they, they probably will even out, you know, maybe, you know, before, before uh, or, definitely or, after backwardation. Or one could get ahead only temporarily. Yeah. You know, this is a horse race where you cannot predict the outcome until the very end. All I will say is this, okay, to all the dollar bears out there, and I'm only talking dollar versus other fiat currencies. Remember that the Federal Reserve, okay, is increasing its rate of monetization, is, is increasing its balance sheet at a constant rate, okay? This is what this chart shows, okay? The European Central Bank and the Bank of England are not increasing their balance sheets at the moment. In fact, the Euro European Central Bank has had a decreasing balance sheet for, for a number of quarters now, okay? So in the midst of all of that, okay, if you look at this time period, the dollar has actually appreciated against the euro over this time period. Whilst they have a constant flow of extra dollars from monetization, and when the European Central Bank uh, ECB balance sheet is shrinking, you know, so the dollar has still strengthened over that period against the euro, which makes me wonder if they reduce the rate of their monetization, what will happen to the dollar-euro exchange rate? It would go through the roof. Mm. You know, so 
you've got all of these, um, these countries doing their monetizations in various ways, but the way that the Americans are doing it is different to all of the other people. It's worse in, in some respects, but even still, the exchange rate has gone up over that period. Suresh? I don't see them, the balance sheet coming down. I, I can see its rate of increase decreasing. But I think the best way to do that is just to have loads of puts on the euro, basically, rather than... Uh, well, can, can they really decrease their balance sheet? Because if they do, then interest rates... No, no, not decrease. Decrease the rate of increase. Following on from that, yeah. um, you, you're kind of indicating Ari, that because the maturity of all these bonds uh, is coming, uh, well, I think two and a half years, you said, but mm. whatever it is, that surely that means they, they cannot decrease the rate of increase. It's going to increase more and more. Um, well, no, if they wanted to stretch that two and a half years to three years, you know, um, they could, you know. If I say I'm, I'm buying $85 billion a month, but I've only got 5% relevant bonds outstanding to buy into, I might halve the rate of my purchases or something like that. And that's when the dollar will go through the roof, yes. you know. So, um, John? Is it possible to see some element of competition on the way down? Who goes faster? Are you a Jim Rickards? Jim Rickards already calls currency war. So they, they, they're all fighting each other, basically, to the bottom. Yeah, well, that's what we're seeing, I think. Yen devaluation, the rupee devaluation, which was portrayed as a crisis, but was no crisis, you know. Swiss franc, Swiss franc devaluation. You know, they're all doing it, you know. And it's sort of like, I imagine they must all get together and in a meeting and say, right, it's your turn now, you know, you can have a go. You know, no, you can't do it. You, you, didn't, pay, you didn't pay my restaurant bill or something, you know. And so they all have turns. Madame Lagarde. <laughs> But perversely, with, with the debasement of currencies across the board, what, 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 the what the effect is, is inflation. Because we see the prices of imported goods, particularly foodstuffs, and energy increasing. You know, our shopping bills are going up, not down. So I, I accept the overall deflation argument, but I still see some inflation. I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. It's not that simple because the currencies decrease, except the Chinese currency that increases, and the interest rate over the time could increase because most of our imports come from China, and actually they were pressing dollar down when Europe was really going down uh, because uh, uh, they had problems with their exports. So it's not just financial things you have to consider. You have to consider trade and how the other firms. Unilever and all these have to. There are big. There are going to be some big, big problems. I mean, to me, without expanding what you mean by deflation, if you just say deflation. Well, it, I mean debt contraction, and I mean. No, no, I mean just gen generally, not you specifically. I mean, it means that you have a, a preference of fiat over a, 
a more marketable good ultimately. So if you think the price of the price, the fiat price of toothpaste will fall indefinitely, at some point uh, there should be a preference mismatch there. Some people should sort of. Um, that's interesting. I mean, what you're saying there is I should base my assets in gold because I see it's an, in ounces and forget the price. But mm. in actual fact, in these circumstances, what I want to do is buy assets of any kind. Mm. Any kind. Mm. I want land. Or you want to hoard, basically. I want to hoard. Yeah. Don't want to put it all into gold. No, but hoarding gold at, at this juncture, you're, you're hoarding. the. I, 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 we've got three minutes uh, before the break, but, uh, well, we had, um, but um, very quickly, uh, if you look at how much a house exchanged for in gold terms in the United Kingdom, median house, it was, it was exactly the same as it was in 1989 at the moment, so it, it hasn't gone anywhere in gold terms. and. If you think, oh, I can only get one house for 100 ounces of gold, say, that the only reason that you can do that calculation is because there's an exchange rate of gold against fiat and fiat against your house. Now, gold's marketability will become apparent to everyone when you can't do that calculation, basically. Not because the house doesn't have a fiat price, but because gold doesn't have a fiat price. And, and, and anything that is 100 ounces of gold now will turn into one ounce of gold, basically. Because there's no... And you will only realize the marketability of gold at that situation. So hoarding gold and silver over hoarding... I'm, I'm starting to hoard pear soap, you know. But I'm not going to hoard pear soap sort of, you know, indefinitely. indefinitely. Um, Move on to matchsticks, you know, move on to the, 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 the wet wipes that you get at Kentucky Fried Chicken or something, you know. They are all marketable, but nothing is more marketable than gold, basically. You know, and you'll wish at that juncture that you were hoarding more gold instead of property or land. You could pick up whole streets of Munich for a, for a few ounces of gold back in the day. Not now, but back in the day, you know. So, but that will only become made apparent when the chimera sort of goes away. So stick to gold and silver. I'd say. <laughs> no choice. No choice. Maybe, maybe we should stress also the good message that we carry out. Yes, there's good news also in this whole mess. We'll do that afterwards. We'll have we'll have a ten-minute coffee break, and then we'll come back with the final questions and answers.